This is the June 7th, 2023 Franklin Board of Health meeting. The French Board of Health is convening its meeting in a hybrid fashion. Um, good evening, Bridget Sweet. This meeting is being conducted in a hybrid fashion uh, via the Google Hangouts application. Members of the public, if you are attending via the Google Hangouts, please note that this meeting is being uh, broadcast. Please mute your, uh, your devices um, unless it is opportunity for public comment. Uh, because we are conducting this meeting hybrid, I'm going to take a roll call to ensure that everyone who is anticipated and attending on the agenda is present. Uh, Chairperson Bridget Sweet. Present. Jeff Harris. Present. I'm here as well. Now turn to uh, members of our health department. If you just identify yourselves for the record. Alicia Sullivan, public health nurse. Cassie Montero, Regional Epidemiologist. John Robertson, Regional Health Agent. Ginny McNeil, Health Agent. Kathleen Liberty, Health Director. Thank you, everyone. Oh. That's okay. No, go ahead. Maureen Canacy, My apologies. I feel behind me, and I, I should have known that. Um, all right, thank you, everyone. Um, we can open the meeting now with the approval of the minutes from the May 3rd, 2023 meeting. Did everyone have the opportunity to review the minutes as they're presented to the agenda? Yes, no problem. Uh, Bridget, do you want to enter? Will you entertain a uh, vote on the meeting minutes? Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, please. I'll make a motion. Since I'm running the meeting, make a motion to accept the minutes as submitted. I second the motion. Take a roll call vote. Bridget? Yes. Jeff? Yes. I vote yes as well, accepting the meeting minutes from May 3rd, 2023. At this time, we can turn over to old business on the agenda. We have Actually, can I? Um, oh, please. If you don't mind, could we go to the new business uh, AFC sushi discussion? I have someone in the audience and someone on um, the hybrid call that I think it would just. Sure, that sounds perfect. Um, you know, be courteous. I don't think anyone has any objections. No. Okay, thank you. Um, John, do you want to speak to this or do you want me to? I can start it if you want. Okay, all right, go ahead. Uh, so on Monday, I went to the AFC Sushi at inside of Shaw's supermarket for a routine food inspection. I began my, my inspection, uh, had a conversation with the person who was working. There was one food worker there who was in charge um, and started our conversation. Uh, and part of my most of my HACCP inspections or my sushi inspections, I ask them to demonstrate how they test for pH, because the variance is the, how they acidify rice to keep it safe. Um, in this case, uh, the, the worker began to take out some of the items used to test the pH. She informed me she didn't have distilled water to do the test, but that she could get it inside of the store. If I wanted, I said, yes, please go, go get it. She came back began to set up the, the testing process and then informed me that they did not have a pH meter and that they, she had been asking her supervisor for what she called a long time for a pH meter. I asked her to, to explain what's a long time. She said about three weeks. So the variance that the board granted for them to do sushi is based on them acidifying the rice and everything else that goes along with it. So for three weeks, they've not been testing the rice. Um, so they're not, we can't confirm whether or not the rice is safe that they've been selling for the last three weeks. Um, additionally, I asked to look at the logs, which is part of my usual inspection, and there were entries in the log for pH tests earlier that day. And she had told me that they haven't had the pH meter for several weeks. So the logs can become a legal document. They, not only were there false entries, but they were also, also initialed. Um, so there was no, also no backup way to measure the rice. Often they'll have a pH meter and then they'll have test strips as a backup because it's such an important part of the process. So at that point, I felt that they probably needed to stop operating and I contacted the director to confirm and she, you know, Kathleen suggested that I go ahead and give them a cease and desist, and, which I did. Told them to remove any products with the sushi rice from the display case and that they were done operating until they appeared in front of the board. Thank you. 
So here they are before the board. I also, um, I have the store manager here, um, Brian, and I also have Johnny. I, Johnny, are you the, the corporate office? Yes, that's correct. I'm, I'm from the corporate office in Los Angeles, California. Right, so um, John would notify the store manager when we close down, um, you know, inside facility, the, the AFC. And Johnny reached out to me um, about an hour after um, to discuss. So Johnny was fully in support of how we acted out here, you know, um, closing them for a time being. My concern is, and I, I think I expressed, I did express this to Johnny, it's not like the pH meter and the pH strips are on back order and, you know, give a little lenience in here. They didn't have it, so although they shouldn't have made the rice without it, it's going to be in tomorrow. Okay, let's close you up as soon as you get it. Let's open, reopen you. I mean, this was really egregious violation. And so this is, and I, this is why I brought it to the board, um, to get your feedback. When should we reopen them? Johnny can tell us when they'll have the pH meter and the pH strips. Um, the store manager is here because he wants the board to understand that they don't operate this way, that they're very upset about the situation too. I'm not putting words in your mouth. We had a discussion earlier. So I just, I'm the director of food safety. Yeah, please. Hold on one sec, Bridget. The director is, what? Yeah, but I want to know what you're talking about. Is it the Shaw's store manager? Or yeah. Is it the AFC store manager? That's what I need to get. Make sure you clarify that. Yeah, AFC, AFC at Shaw's. Okay. No, I understand. When you're saying store manager, is it Shaw's store manager? Yes. Because they're overseeing the space, or is it AFC manager and location? So, Brian, the store manager, is here on site? Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Brian. But he's with Shaw's. This is what we're trying to confirm. Yes. Thank you, Oh, sorry. Okay. So I'm not responsible for manage that sort of location. I'm responsible for all of the food safety. So that's why I wanted to be here. Okay. Bridget, did you hear that? Nope. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so I'm sorry. We should have get closer. We should have clarified. <laughs> sorry, Bridget. Um, my name is Brian McFarish. I'm the director of food safety for Shaw's. Hi, Brian. Yeah, Hi, yes, Bridget. Yes, yes, I know. That's what I was trying to figure out. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, really, I really came as based on the nature of the serious nature of this incident. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Do you want so, to hear from Johnny as well? or do you want? Yes. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Johnny, the board would like to hear from you as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I want to start by expressing our, our appreciation for your team's continued and prompt support with the food inspections at our ACC site. The, the recent observations captured during the routine inspection data this past month and a bit do not align with ACC company standards and compliance expectations. So I do want to emphasize on that. In particular, the, the deviations associated with our species have to
Bridget, do you have any more questions? Yeah, was there a um, was there a regional anesthesia person in the area that would be more people in the section, or are you guys all based on the West Coast? I'm sorry, Shreve, I can hear the quickly. Yeah, is there a regional person from AMC that would go in and be more frequent audits or inspections internally, or is your whole team based on the West Coast? Yes, yes, we do have regional staff that do visit um, our site on a routine basis, and we've actually have escalated the mandate um, for our site to ensure that there's more frequent visits in every site that is raised in full compliance. What's the cadence now? the frequency now? The frequency right now is we are gathering additional personnel to expedite this mandate. So we're looking at, um, well, this is the future now, but as part of all AC sites, uh, and this is not just specific to Town of Franklin, these are all AC sites um, in the state of Massachusetts and all the surrounding areas to be inspected within the next 30 days. Okay. Um, can I ask Brian a question now? And then I'll defer to the rest of the board. Brian, what are your thoughts internally as the oversight of Shaw's? I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear that, Bridget. Yeah, what are, what are your thoughts here with the, you know, with the recommendations that Johnny is making to fix the problem? How does Shaw's feel about that fix? So we, we have talked to Johnny about a combination of um, their team and our team validating um, process moving forward. Uh, I have forced food safety managers and we utilize Ecolab to do independent checks. We have 60 ASC locations. We've never experienced anything like this at any of the other locations. Uh, we meet monthly with AFC to review findings from um, Ecolab uh, assessments at the stores, um, you know, many times they're related to either cold holding issues and or dating issues. Never seen a, a pH issues uh, similar to this for acidification of rice. Um, I, I think, Bridget, the commitment and why I'm here is to um, make sure this never happens again, increase that sampling and, and have a targeted discussion each month with AFC regarding how they're following up at each of their locations. On a certified analysis. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. Okay. I have a question. What's you know what's going to ensure that this is not going to happen again? Is there is there somebody that oversees the person that oversees what's going on to make sure this doesn't happen again? If I heard correct, the question was pertaining to overseeing the operator. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. of the work that's being done, been proposed by AFC, um, so that the health department is aware beyond the proposal that um, Bridget has for the certified lab. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I would, I would be fine meeting with Johnny or Brian um, on a monthly basis for a while just to see where they're at and make sure that this stays, you know, consistent um, with their involvement. Um, you know, I agree, it, this really, they're usually very good, so I'm very, we're all a little confused about it, but I think moving forward, if, if, the, if 
Brian meets the expectation of the store and Johnny meets the expectation of AFC Sushi, then that's per perfectly good with me. Okay. Bridget, do you have any other questions? And you put something in the chat too. Um, what would you recommend? want them to reopen tomorrow or do you want to wait and get the certificate of analysis it's up to you To address that, um, John will do a reinspection. And, and oh, okay. for those normal. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at these pictures. There's, the floor is a mess. There's food inside the refrigerator when it's not supposed to be. I mean, is that stuff being addressed also? I mean, it would be. You know, it, yeah, so the inspection was interrupted by the closure. If, if we didn't find such an egregious violation, I typically would have completed the inspection and scheduled a reinspection to address these other violations. Mm -hmm. So, would, um, I think there's two things that need to happen: is the reinspection on these violations that you're seeing, and the completion of the full reinspection uh, routine inspection. Okay. Uh, um, I think, in addition to what you've discussed about monitoring. Um, Kathleen, can you just put on the record uh, Bridget's comment, and so that Johnny. Yes. Um, so, Johnny. So, we want um, we want to make sure that the analysis is current to the AFC in Franklin, not from any other site. Okay. 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 I think you need that. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, Johnny, uh, do you, Johnny, do you have any other questions for us for the board? Tomorrow, um, as long as 
there's agreement both between Shaw's and AFC that the proposed plan that's in place um, is uh, that there's a guarantee that that plan will be followed. Okay. Okay. Um, also, for the record, obviously, if there's any further um, disruption to service or any other concerns, violations that are brought to the board's attention, we can always reconvene um, for further redress. Um, but at this time, I think uh, we can close discussion on AFC sushi. Perfect. Uh, just I want to, but before we do that, I do want to thank um, the representatives from AFC and Shaws for coming in. Um, your, your presence uh, and participation today reflects um, the seriousness of this situation. Um, and uh, we want to obviously thank you for the immediate attention that you've given to this. So, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Do you have a card? That's all right, they'll wait a minute. <laughs> I'll email directly to you. Okay. All right, that would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you. Um, Tim. Yes. I don't know what to do. Um, we have such a full agenda, and I don't know in the essence of time. Um, can we table the Project Locker Metro West grant and the fee for the Body Works application decision? Bridget, do you have any objection to tabling the Project Locker Metro West grant fee for Body Works application discussion? Until all right, we'll table the discussion of old business regarding Project Locker Metro West grant fee for Body Works application discussion. Was there a third thing, Kathleen? No. Well, no. Well, I think we can delve into the Tobacco 2023 sales regulation. You want to do that tonight? Sarah's on. Yeah, since um, we have Sarah here, we, yeah. Let's not. Let's make sure we get a little take bit advantage. in. Yeah. Um, so we'll table those uh, that old business. Um, until the next Board of Health meeting. Okay, thank you. Um, she's still with us. I can't tell if she's here. Yep, Bridget's here, yep. Okay. And Sarah, so hi Sarah, Sarah's here. Um, so Sarah, so Sarah was kind enough to send, uh, um, the, the board had asked about the tobacco, um, the dual, the caps for the dual um, smoke shop and tobacco permit. And um, you all asked to find out what the surrounding towns are doing. Mm -hmm. So Sarah had sent me the municipal tobacco control um, information on municipalities that limit the number of tobacco sales permits. So then I took all of that, or Maureen actually took all of that, and we broke it down to Bellingham, Hopkinton, Ashland, Medfield, Adel North Attleboro, and Norwood. Um, Bellingham, I think we got an inaccurate count, Sarah. They said 30, but I, that's 30. I think that's tobacco retail, right? Yeah, that wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, In the direct, the, yeah. the director left, so we were just talking to the um, the clerk. So that's understandable. But Hopkinton, we have five. Ashland, 17. Medfield, six. North Attleboro, two. And Norwood, one. Those are the exclusive smoke shops. Dual, the dual. These are towns that have dual caps. Yeah. Exclusive smoke shops, and this is the number of permits they have for smoke shops. Correct. Under their dual cap. Yes. Okay. Kathleen, you didn't want to consider some of the other towns that I guess to me aren't far away, like Dedham, Midfield, Millis, Walpole, Yeah, let's do that. What? Is, so go ahead. I, I don't know. I don't know how many they have, but. Um, how many permits they have, but the Dedham, I, I, I thought geographically was close enough, and that also does um, the dual capping. Medfield. Um, Medfield's already on the list. Yeah, Medfield being on We just didn't do Millis. I yeah, think you, yeah, yeah. Did you do Millis? Dedham, Dedham does. Uh, they don't do dual capping, but they do cap. Medfield does cap. Millis does cap, but not dual cap. Walter oh, okay. um, oh, okay. does dual capping, and they have two um, tobacco stores there. And then rent them the same thing, dual capping with two uh, retail tobacco stores. Okay. 
Okay. That's good. Thanks, Sarah. Um, so I think going back to, I think that's where you, number three on the list, you were. The board was contemplating whether or not the dual cap would be appropriate for the proposed right here. Yeah. And what we were looking for was additional insight into what surrounding towns um, have done either with just a hard cap or adopting the dual cap. Yeah. Um, as reference um, yeah. for what's happening around us. You know, but I want to, we have, we have 32 as a cap for the tobacco permit. Right. And we already have three adult smoke shops. And I personally, would, I would like to see you cap it at five. I mean, that's my recommendation. So. Just for the record, your recommendation is to have 32 total cap with a five. No, I would cap. subtract 35 from the 32. Okay. Yeah. So the dual cap would be 27 and then five. Yeah, that's what I like. But the way the regulations would read is that you have 32, 32 um, permits of which five are um, adult-only retail tobacco stores. So I would have to have an additional five on top of the 32? No. 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 32 and five of those 32 are retail tobacco stores. So, so you still get the same number, it's just how the regulation is going to be worked. So we keep the 32 that we have? Yes. Of those 32? Yes. No more than five can be the recreational stores. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Right. That's what. That's what I thought I said. <laughs> yeah. no, what, right. I think what Sarah was clarifying is that we wouldn't be changing what the total cap is. We we're just limiting within that cap how many can be. Right. Okay. Correct. And um, yeah, and it would read differently in the regulation. Right. So, um, so you, the health director's recommendation is to maintain the same total cap, adopt a dual cap, and the. Uh, dual cap would be to have would limit at five permits for designated smoke shops. Right. Okay. Bridget, do you have any questions about the dual cap? No, but sorry, thank you. Okay. That's really all, Sarah. Thank you for helping us uh, sort of fully understand how the dual cap would impact um, the total number of permits. Um, so what then I, the, the 13th finding structure system. Right. Um, um, Sarah, what is, what's your um, recommendation for the, the finding structure? Well, I think if you go to a unified fining structure where every single type of violation gets fined um, under the state law fining structure of a thousand for the first, two thousand for the second, and five thousand for the third, along with permit suspensions, it simplifies things. Uh, it makes everything more uniform. There are a number of communities that have looked at that. Um, but otherwise, you know, to keep the uh, keep a double binding structure, you have to on certain violations, you have to find by the state structure the one thousand, two thousand, five thousand. But then on other things that are not state law, but are th policies that you want to Franklin, you can stick with the lower binding structure. It just you know it, it it makes it difficult for enforcement because then you've got to around through the regulations and say did Franklin put this in as, as a state law and unified finding structure or is this a double finding structure so it just makes it a little more confusing yeah I, do, I don't want a double finding uh, and, structure and for the record Bridget Sweet um, noted in the comments that she would also prefer the uniform uh, finding structure uh, that would be my preference as well Mine also. Great. So unified findings structure? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Perfect. 
Um, and then the last thing was just choosing the suspension period. Um, Sarah, <laughs> what's your recommendation? <laughs> um, Kathleen, can you remind me what your suspensions are right now? If I could remember, I would. Um, five days, seven and 30. Don't okay, so if, if you do have a five day on the first, then I would stick with five day on the first in, in the unified planning structure, and then you can go to seven on the second and 30 on the third. The only thing is that the five day suspension on the first, according to state law, only pertains to sale to a minor. So if a store sells to somebody under 21, um, then they would, get, and it's their first violation, they would get a $1,000 fine and a five-day suspension. But if their first violation was a violation of the flavor part of the law, like, you know, somebody went in to do an inspection and found flavor products there, and that's their first violation, then they would just get a $1,000 fine and no permit suspension. Okay, yep, that makes sense. Okay. Do you have a recommendation on the suspensions? Um, no, the, I like the five seven. And okay. Yeah, yeah. Bridget, do you have any questions? Bridget, do you have any yeah. questions about? All right. Works for yeah, her. Okay. I, I think the the fining has more t more teeth, believe it or not. Absolutely. I really do. So, and then. Well, I think I think the you know the the fining has more teeth now than it used to, but when you're under a thirty day permit suspension you're going to lose more than $5,000. True. True. You know, so permit suspensions have always been, you know, what, what really causes a little bit of pain to the retailer and gets them to wake up and bring their staff a little bit better. I don't know. Well, I won't say this on live TV. I'll, t I'll tell you about a story later on about closure and not, not mattering. But. Um, okay, cool. And then um, 17, you all decided on shall, the last meeting. Um, all right, so those four questions are cleared up. However, however Sarah, just stay on for one more second because you mentioned, sure. men, you mentioned men, uh, flavored. And at the um, conference that we went to two weeks ago, Cheryl Sabara spoke about the new um, Menthol. Non menthol newports. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Chelsea, um, the town, the city of Chelsea, the town of Chelsea, they had written a letter that Cheryl shared with us, right, to the tobacco permit holders, um, and I actually drafted one for Franklin, but I want to get the board's okay to send it out. It basically says. It has come to the Board of Health's attention that the new, new Newport non-menthol cigarettes may be sold at tobacco permit holder establishments, and the Newport non-menthol falls under the definition of characterizing flavor in the tobacco products and smoking regulations, and are considered a flavored tobacco and cannot be sold in the town of Franklin. Is anybody else doing this, or? So if you're not ready for a lawsuit against the town of Franklin, mm -hmm. I would hold off. Okay. What we're doing is Chelsea is is ready, willing, and able to handle a loss. You know, Chelsea has their own um, legal department in the town, so they're fully on with, with that. They're going to uh, they gave all their vendors until 15th of June mm -hmm. to get all the products out of the store this new non-menthol report. Um, and the reason for that is because we believe, and the Attorney General in California at this point has deemed these are in fact menthol cigarettes. So they would be prohibited in Massachusetts. Um, so, so Chelsea is gonna do the enforcement on after the 15th of June, we expect that that assuming they find them in the stores, they're going to um, have a lawsuit. Oh, and so we're, we're advising people to kind of stay tuned, but don't do anything. Unless you want to be part of the lawsuit. 
Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad you're here to offer that. No, and noting for the record that Bridges Suites recommendation is that the, the board hold off on any notice to vendors regarding the new Newport on menthol <laughs> Isn't it great? All right, thank you. Any Marvin questions for, for Sarah before we let her go and have dinner? <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Kathleen, I'll get you a clean copy of those regulations for your board to sign. Excellent. How exciting. Thank you, Sarah. All righty. Right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Excellent. Applause to the board. Thank you very much for getting that done. Um, so I guess we'll just, can we just move on to new business? Let's, <laughs> let's move to new business. Let's start with something uplifting and fun. Thank you. And the health fair. Let's get a recap of the health fair. Please. Take it away, ladies. So the health fair was on Wednesday, May 24th. It, crazy turnout. Yes. And it being 668 people that came through. So crazy. Very busy. Yeah. So you busy. saw us before. I, yeah. I was there the, in the calm before the storm. <laughs> While the goats were being set up. That's right. That. That's right. I didn't um, know you were there. That's awesome. So t tell us a little bit more about um, what, uh, other than the yeah. incredible turnout, how the health fair ended up. It was great. We had about 20 vendors, um, places like Driftwood Yoga, Franklin Police and Fire came. Um, what else? The Night Owl Farm, Impact Melanoma. Agway, First Line CPR and Safety Training, Massachusetts Department of Mental Health. So a lot of great places came. Big Y had um, samples that they were giving out to people of some of their healthier snack options, which was nice. Agway did like a planting station that me and Cassia took over. So the <laughs> kids got to make their, like plant their own seeds. Yeah, like and they had flowers so and veggies. Uh, they had face painting there. Yeah. A lot of free giveaways from like most tables. Yeah. The free produce. Yeah, the free produce. The, the goat the petting zoo area was fun. Um, Our we, local uh, fire and police were there. Did you say that? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Charm. They do um, medical equipment. So it was really fascinating to know about that because um, if you have like Mass Health or Medicare, Medicaid, um, you get the orders and then you can get like incontinence stuff and insurance for free from them. That's great. Right. Yeah, so they, there were a lot of great resources that you don't, you know, really hear yeah. about. And there's pictures for you guys. You can see all the fun. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> a, a incredible, incredible event. Yeah. And yeah. an enormous thank you to all the vendors who participated, to the Franklin Public Library for hosting us, yes. but to our incredible staff. This, does, this is the types of things that we look forward to doing, that we had always dreamed of being able to do as a Board of Health. Um, and we don't do any of it. It is entirely you, and we cannot thank you enough. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's great seeing all the, like, even the Franklin Public Schools are there, the police, the fire. Wow. Fire was letting people go into the ambulance yeah. and check things mm -hmm. out. Like, mm -hmm. they're just so wonderful with our community members. It's just, it's so cool that the children and other families can make these connections with We're doing people. this twice a year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, twice a year. <laughs> Starting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Coming That's soon. Awesome. You guys did a great job. Yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much. I concur. Excellent. All right. So we can shift then to our uh, regional inspector report. Do you don't mind, John, no. filling us in on everything else you did this <laughs> uh, So in the month of May, I conducted 16 routine food inspections and nine uh, food pre-inspections. Um, I had uh, listened to the local Board of Health webinar on the 23rd, which goes across the state twice a month. And um, it was referenced earlier, I attended the MIHA annual seminar um, on the 24th, which is the day of the health fair. Um, you referenced it earlier about the, uh, when they talked about Chelsea's letter that went out. Um, and there was this really good speaker at the beginning of the seminar um, who's on the meeting tonight as well, which was really interesting. Um, uh, for, yes, the first presenter was fantastic. Yes. Uh, the rest of the day, uh, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> um, 
And so that's that's what I have for you for May. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Uh, we'll move to our public health nurse. <laughs> so for communicable diseases, COVID-19, and I do have updated data because Cassia checked me then after I did. Um, her data was from the 5th. So total cases for May, we had 46 cases in May versus 32 in April. Um, I'm sure everyone's aware on May 12th, the state COVID-19 public health emergency ended. Um, so just to sum up a few things, health insurers will continue to pay for COVID-19 tests that are ordered by clinicians. Um, however, testing for COVID at home tests will become expensive for most people, and I just want people to know they should be checking with their insurance companies to see what's covered. And we still have um, free ones available at the Franklin Health Department, and me and Cassie have a few more boxes at the Franklin Senior Center if anyone still needs them. Um, in addition, um, mass and healthcare facilities have become optional. For those with most types of private insurance, COVID-19 vaccines, um, are recommended by the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices and our preventative health services, so they will be fully covered without a copay when provided by an in-network provider. So not too much changes, but with the COVID test, I do recommend that people check with their health insurers to see what's covered instead of having to go and spend $20, $30 at CVS. Um, Grilling season, I just wanted to do an update about that because we are seeing cases of salmonella and campylobacteriosis. So just a reminder, undercooked beef can contain salmonella and other bacteria. Be sure all bacteria is destroyed and you cook your hamburgers to 160 degrees and poultry to 165. Use meat thermometers, um, make sure everything's at safe temperatures and keep food refrigerated until ready to grill and make sure you're washing your hands before and after handling raw meat because like I said, we are seeing cases already coming through. Um, Central Park Terrace, I did a blood pressure clinic on the 17th, bingo on the 10th and um, we didn't have the food pantry because of the move to the new place so we'll be doing it next month meetings i continue to do the bi-weekly local board of health webinars did a stop the bleed training on the 31st at the rentham senior center and hands only cpr at the franklin senior center on the 18th i also attended the massachusetts public health annual conference in marlboro on the 4th and just an update i know we were talking about this me becoming a cpr instructor i'm taking the course this month on the 20th and we have the kit and everything, so everything's looking really good to get that up and running. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. We already talked about the health there. Uh, I'm still doing weekly home visits, anything from medication management, blood sugars, blood pressures, case management for people that need extra help. And I'm starting summer camp vaccine record inspections now, which is super fun. <laughs> and that's it for me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Last but not least. All right. Yes. So, um, still updating the um, COVID-19 dashboard. So, in the month of May, there were 46 confirmed COVID-19 cases. 82% of Franklin residents are fully vaccinated. 50%, 56% had their first booster, and 28% had their second booster shot. There are no COVID-19 related deaths in the month of May, uh, but confirmed cases did increase 43% from April to May. Uh, I know Alicia went over a little bit, but we're still handing out the COVID-19 test kits from the Senior Center, and those test kits will be good till August 19th. Um, we presented Stop the Bleed training at Norfolk Senior Center on the 31st. Um, I assisted in a hands-only CPR on the 18th at the Franklin Senior Center. Um, I also created a site for low-income and homeless individuals so they can find local resources and services. Um, there will also be a live calendar on there, um, show things like the mobile food clinics, there's veterans meetings, AA meetings, um, things like that, and there's also uh, resources in Spanish and Portuguese. Uh, it's not up on the health department site yet, uh, but it probably will be shortly uh, once we get all the, what are they call like business cards, or those out to the public. Resource, um, once those are, what are they called? Resource, resource, resource card? cards. Resource yeah. cards. Yeah. Once those are ready. Um, so what else? Oh, I've been sending out the weekly regroup text. So notifications went out last month about melanoma, women's health, swimming safety, and tobacco prevention. 
um, still doing surveillance and case management of communicable diseases. At Central Park Terrence, we did bingo on the 10th, went over the health fair, and then uh, for means and certifications, um, two bi-weekly MTPH webinars and a weekly regional epidemiology Zoom meeting. I went to the MRPC regional conference on the 2nd, um, did a few trainings such as GIS and epidemiology, grant writing and management, and public health um, emergency preparedness workshop. I also got two certifications, one in essentials of data visualization and designing effective public health graphics as well. Thank you. As always. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, is there any other new business, Kathleen? No. Uh, I do not. Oh, Bridget. I have a question. Um, Kathleen, is there any way you guys can put up information about the outdoor air quality alerts that are going around? Well, um, there's we, a lot of. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we've gotten we received a, a call today from Kindercare, but um, we haven't received anything from DPH, so I wouldn't know what yeah, to post. I, um, I don't think DPH works well right now. Um, they've been pretty, pretty quiet. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what we prepared for, for Amtrak, especially in the East Coast, just to have it on standby. And I think people have talked to us, they think that additional resources they can look into, um, because it is obviously a problem. People can see it, they can smell it. We want to be able to give them a higher level understanding of what's actually happening. Do you so I'll send you some bird pitch. Do you, want, send you. do you want me to post it or just hang on to it until we get like a. I mean, the, the air quality yeah. is really bad, so do you want me to post it? Yeah, yeah, you can post it. What you can do is just direct them to the EPA website that gives you different air quality, you know, air quality top down, and just tells you what to do if you're in a certain problem of populations to give you more resources and get them working. So I'm going to post it ahead of time and have you guys come up Yeah, no, that would be super helpful. I appreciate that because I, I had no clue how to answer, you know, without DPH's guidance on A school this, called so. me today, too, oh, so, and I did yeah. look up for Franklin. Um, the air quality um, guidance, and we were 88, so considered moderate. Yeah. So shouldn't affect anyone, even though obviously the pictures and everything we're seeing with New York, New York is like terrible. Like you shouldn't like be out in it. Um, but that's not what's going on right now. It was worse yesterday than it was today, but correct. I looked back in my emails to make sure I didn't overlook anything, right, and yeah. I did not receive anything from DPH as well. So we looked it up ourselves today because a school called me about if they should be having recess. Can you can you send me that link? Yeah, okay. yeah. I was like trying to find it because I looked it up when I was out. That's great. Thank you, Thanks. Bridget, for bringing that up. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. Let's prepare. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Bridget? Kathleen, any other new business? Yeah, but I'm just too, too tired. <laughs> we have a meeting next time. <laughs> <laughs> it can wait. It's all good. It's all good news, so we can wait. All right. Um, we do have citizens present. Any comments? Just for sure. Sure. I could, yeah, speaker like I did participate in terms of a brief visit <laughs> to the fair. It was bonkers, <laughs> all goodness. I was trying to catch attention to say, at least when you were so busy, I, I just decided that that was sufficient. That was all we needed to do. We had so many kids with us. Wow, yeah. it, was, it was great. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely good, yes. Um, yeah. Someone just jumped we just, in. We just had someone join the line, the 603 number. Are you present for the Board of Health meeting? Yes, um, sorry, I was running late and I didn't know if the AMT discussion had already concluded. It has, uh, yes. It has concluded. Um, okay, I'll follow up with my coworker. Apologies for that one. Oh, no, 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 certainly no apologies necessary. Are you a representative from AFC? Um, I actually, Johnny is our food safety manager, so I will follow up with him. Oh, yes, he was here. Yes, he was present. Okay, perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank I didn't you. hear about the meeting afterwards. I didn't know that it had concluded. Appreciate it. Thank you. No Thank you. Bye-bye. Any other citizen commentary? It looks like everyone, that's the end. Yeah. Um, well, with no other comments and no other business, the uh, board will entertain a motion to adjourn. I make a motion to adjourn. Okay. All uh, take a roll call vote. Bridget? 
Jeff. Yes. I also vote yes. The Franklin Board of Health adjourns at 5.53 p.m. Thank you, everyone. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.